This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants. I'm John Purcell and I'll be with you for the next half an hour or so. Later in the programme, I'll be talking to Daniel Ring, Managing Director of Noel Lawler Green Energy Solutions, on their recent big win at the Chartered Institution of Building Service Engineers Building Performance Awards, which recently took place in London. They've been described as the Oscars of the world of engineering. We'll also hear from our guests on our Talking Shop feature, that's Joe Brown of joebrown.com, and Emma Eyre of Airbrushed Beauty and Skin Clinic, who continued their discussion on the different aspects of starting your own business with myself and my co-host Nikki Hoyne of My Shining Armour and The Hero Podcast. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice, www.onf.ie. The profile of Dubai Duty Free in these parts has grown since the announcement that the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open, a sports event with a massive prize fund of over $7 million, is coming to Mount Juliet in Kilkenny in May. It's hugely significant for the local economy but the story of Dubai duty free is a business story with a unique Irish uh, involvement and a unique Irish interest. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Colin McLaughlin who's chief executive of Dubai duty free and he joins us on the bottom line this morning all the way from Dubai. Good morning Colin. Good morning John nice to talk to you. Tell us about the success story that is Dubai Duty Free and the unique Irish link in that worldwide success. I sure will. In 1983, the civil aviation in Dubai wanted to improve their airport. And um, they had heard about the duty free industry having started at Shannon Airport in 1947. And accordingly, they did a contract with Airinta in Ireland to send a team of people to Dubai to set up the duty-free. It was a six-month contract. Uh, Ten people from Airinta from both Shannon and Dublin came to Dubai. At that time, I was the manager of what they call the Freeport Shop at Shannon Airport, and I was one of the team. Um, So we came, we did the job, we set up the duty-free in six months. We opened on the 20th of December, 1983. And during that six months, I was asked by uh, the civil aviation people here, which is owned by the government of Dubai, if I would stay and run the duty-free, and I agreed to do that and made a contract, and I'm still here 37 years later. So 37 years later, still hanging on to your Irish accent and very strongly rooted in Ireland. You're from Galway originally. Uh, Tell us a bit, Colm, about your path to Dubai duty-free yourself. Yeah, I'm from Banlasloe in County Galway. And when I was a young person, I went to London for the summer of 1961. I did various things there, but I ended up as a manager of a Woolworths store. And and I was on holiday in Ireland in 1969. I saw a job advertised in the duty-free at Shannon. I didn't really know what it meant at that time, but I went and had an interview. I was offered a job there, and I took it. And 
before I came to Dubai, I had spent 14 years at Shannon Airport, duty free, and, and then came to Dubai for a couple of years. As I say, it's now 36 years. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, very happy how the duty free in Dubai has grown up and developed. You know. Yeah, you mentioned um, duty free shop, but shop is a bit of a misnomer almost. I I was amazed to learn you're you're employing approximately six thousand people currently. Tell us about the breadth and size of your business. I sure will. Yeah, we um we have grown considerably. In 1984, there were three million passengers through the airport. Our first year in 1984 in Dubai duty free, we had a business turnover of 20 million US dollars, and um, we have now grown up to become one of the biggest duty free operations in the world. Our business last year was in excess of two billion US dollars. We employed just short of 6,100 people. And they're from 45 different nationalities. Um, our biggest group is uh, Filipino. Our second biggest group is Indian. We have many Moroccans uh, because they speak Arabic. But we have people from, as I say, 45 different countries. And three of us are Irish, I'm happy to say. Um, our senior vice president in marketing is a lady from Dublin called Sinead El-Sabai. And our senior vice president of finance is a man from Cork called Bernard Creed, and mm. they've both been with the duty free here many, many years. It's a huge. The support has grown up considerably. It's now uh, last year had um, in excess of eighty-eight million passengers coming through. Our business has grown up to, as I say, in excess of two billion U.S. dollars. And uh, that's one of the biggest in the world in any airport. What do you think, Colm, that the the people in Dubai liked about the Irish approach initially? And what do you like about doing business out there that prompted you to up sticks from from Ireland and move and make your life out in Dubai? Um, I've, I've had no regrets whatsoever about coming here. The attitude back in those days was full of positiveness, what's going to happen. Uh, the population of Dubai that time when we first came here was, you know, about 200,000 people. The population now is 3.2 million people. And um, it has developed considerably. It has the most skyscrapers of anywhere in the world. It has the largest, the tallest building in the world called Burj Khalifa, which is 860 meters high. It has the most modern rail system, um, metro system in the world. It has highways. What was, you know, a kind of a a two-lane road 35 years ago is now a six-lane highway both ways. Uh, The whole thing has grown up. The hotel accommodation has grown up. Tourism has grown up. There were 15 million visitors into Dubai last year. And as I say, there were in excess of 88 million passengers through the airport. And our business has grown and grown and grown, and we're very happy with it. And we have bits of offsprings as well. You know, we we set up a a leisure division many years ago because we own a tennis tournament, which we call the Divided Free Tennis Championship. And because of that, we built a tennis stadium, which hosts this event every year. And because of that tennis stadium, we built underneath it a bar and restaurant, which is called the Irish Village. Um, we now have three Irish villages in Dubai. We own our own hotel. It's called the Jumeirah Creekside Hotel. 
292 Veteran 5-star hotel. And the Dubai Jury Free has won 700 awards, has been has been pretty good during mm-hmm. our time. So generally, it's a very, very good story. And from the point of view of moving here and living here, absolutely no regrets whatsoever, John. Yeah, and um, you must be delighted as an Irishman to be involved in the Irish Open, uh, and we're delighted that it's coming to Kilkenny. Tell us a bit about your involvement in the uh, Dubai Duty-Free Irish Open, as it's now known. I am delighted about it. You know, we have been involved for many years at the Curra Racetrack, and we're the title sponsor of uh, the Dubai Duty-Free Irish Derby. And so we knew the kind of uh, appetite for sport in Ireland, we had been approached by the European Tour Golf people regarding what was then called the Irish Open, and it was having a kind of a bad time at that time. So we agreed to a title sponsorship five years ago. And we, in conjunction with the European Tour, were happy that Rory McIlroy agreed to act as host for a number of years. And the whole thing has built back up. It's it's now, as I say, one of the Rolex series in the European Tour, of which there are only eight tournaments. We have a prize fund of seven million U.S. dollars. The winner gets over a million dollars each year. We have been involved in it for five years, and the reaction to it has been tremendously positive. You know, the attendance in, in Lahinch, for example, was 86,000 people. Um, we have been to gorgeous places. The first one was in Royal County Down. We had the Cake Club where Rory himself won. Um, we had Bally Liffin and we had La Hinch where John Ram won for the second time and was a very popular winner. We had uh, Paul McGinley as our host in La Hinch. And, and I was surprised to hear myself when I heard this figure of 86,000 people the winter population of Lahinch is only 680 people or something, so yeah. it was terrific. Yeah, yeah, and we're well, very happy we became involved in it, you know. Yeah, and of course, um, sponsorship has grown in terms of the breadth of involvement, and it's not just the golf uh, event that will be taking place, but Dubai Duty Free will be involved in a, a range of levels around Kilkenny. There's a window display competition, etc. It's important to you that the community get behind an event like this, I, I presume. It is very important, and that was very evident in La Hinch. Um, everybody, everybody in La Hinch were part and parcel of the whole celebration. There were special events, there were special offers in the shops and the restaurants and the hotels there. Uh, there was the window dressing competition, which uh, Dubai Duty Free sponsor, if you like, and there's a, a prize fund for the people that do well in it, and um, it makes the whole... It makes the whole region a very comfortable sort of place. Mm. And, of course, you get terrific golfers. You get the top golfers. Uh, Shane Lowry, who's the the Open champion at the moment, will be playing in it. Rory McIlroy will be playing in it. John Ram, who's won on two occasions, will be playing in it. So it's um, a very nice, uh, I think, a very nice event. And I'm very happy they were involved in it, you know. 
Colm, we're, we're looking forward to welcoming you to Kilkenny in just a few short months. Hopefully the weather will be good and we'll all enjoy a fantastic event. Uh, Dubai Duty Free is a great business success story. You as an Irishman have been central to it. What do you put as the, uh, as the kind of ingredient for success? You know, if you were to advise people who are starting off in business, what, what's your secret ingredient? Um, well, I, I certainly found here we have been marketing our Dubai Duty Free very positively. We have been living up to our word. If we say we're offering good value, we do so. And we encourage our staff very much to be part and parcel of it. We like to, I don't want to sound corny, but we like to call it a very nice teamwork. And um, we, when we started the Duty Free in 83, we had... 100 staff. We still have 25 of those original 100 staff working for us. We have a very good staff retention scheme because of, um, you know, last year it's less than 6%, which is uh, a very good low staff turnover. And generally, all our staff feel very much part and parcel of our company. And um, we encouraged that a little bit also. About 19 years ago, we introduced a system of internal promotion for our staff. So we have not recruited a senior person from outside in 19 years. And any vacancies that become available, we fill them from in-house. By We have an in-house training um, section who take on special courses for people. And uh, so many of our managers and senior supervisors are people that started with us and just worked through the scheme, you know. Well, Colm, it's a pleasure talking to you. And as I said, we're looking forward to welcoming you and uh, many people, I'm sure, from Dubai Duty Free to uh, Kilkenny in May. Uh, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning from Dubai. John, I'm very happy to talk to you on any, any occasion. If there's any other information you need, I'd be happy to chat with you, and I look forward to meeting you in a future visit. Thanks very much. Colin McLaughlin, uh, G- uh, Chief Executive Officer of Dubai Duty Free. Now, Kilkenny Company scooped a major award at the recent Building Performance Awards 2020, which were held in London and organised by the Chartered Institution of Building Services Engineers. The company is Noel Lawler Green Energy Solutions, based in Kilkenny City. Managing Director Daniel Ring joins me in studio. Daniel, tell us about the award. So, um, John, this award was a great award for us, really. It's the Oscars of our industry. Uh, We were, in fact, the only Irish company shortlisted in the event. Uh, 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 There was a good blend of international uh, projects and companies. So to be there alone uh, was an achievement. um, But to have come away on the evening having won the award was uh, a real... uh, uh, something very special for ourselves yeah and and you um have a very innovative business model um to my mind it's a no upfront cost model and uh, it's pay as you save that's the way the thing is financed tell us about that yeah so the offering to the market really uh is based on we will carry out um energy upgrade uh investment and optimization and the savings that are generate 
will pay for the investment costs. So it's a fairly pain-free way of reducing your carbon footprint and ultimately reducing your bottom line costs. Yeah, and you won another uh, major award in relation to your uh, work for Dublin City Council, which was uh, recognised at awards in Berlin some some years ago. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so the project for Dublin City Council, I suppose the origins of that project and our, our, our us qualifying for that project um, came really from a project here in Kilkenny with the watershed, uh, where we generated savings of €70,000 annually. And I must say, credit to Dermot Gaynor, the CEO at that time, um, put a lot of faith in us. And that gave us the stepping stone to enter the competition with Dublin City Council. So this was a publicly procured energy performance contract. And uh, we won this against stiff competition. Um, The, I suppose, the headline uh, from... The project is that it will save uh, Dublin City Council a million and a half euro over its eight-year uh, period. Uh, we've also now entered a second energy performance contract on another eight sites with Dublin City Council. So it's a win-win-win. It's good for the environment. It's good for you. It generates business and also saves money for the client. Absolutely, John. That summarises it in a nutshell. And an easy, financeable way. Is it a challenge for your company to finance um, things like this or innovative funding models available to you too? Yes, well obviously it requires a reasonable amount of funding and this doesn't sit within our company but we do find that there is an appetite from innovative lenders Um, they see it as in fact quite a secure uh, area to invest because energy prices only tend to go upwards and so long as the basic engineering proposition is well thought through it's it's very secure yeah i i see you're mentioning it in your statement sustainability roadmaps um what are those for companies that may not have them already and why yeah, do they so need su- to be thinking of them yeah so so sustainability roadmaps uh maps out for uh, a company or an, organi- an organization over a five or ten year period um their journey in terms of carbon reduction um, there's a lot of importance now uh, within corporate reporting now on sustainability. It's seen as uh, quite an area where there can be a lot of vulnerability. There's um, many organisations in terms of pre-qualifying for work now. It's important for them that they have strong sustainability credentials. So we work with organisations helping them develop these roadmaps. It also um, obviously generates um, uh, um, savings on site, energy reduction savings. So it's a, it's a win-win. So from a corporate perspective, um, in terms of the customers they're dealing with, they're setting out their stall very clearly in terms of their intent, but also internally within the organisation, they're making savings. So you talked about starting on a project in the watershed here in Kilkenny. That led you directly to Dublin. You've been recognised in, in London, a uh, in Berlin, you must be developing a global fr- footprint now for the firm. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, we do find that what we are, our core competencies in terms of energy saving, developing roadmaps, developing strategies are relevant, not just to companies in Kilkenny, co- companies throughout Ireland, but 
obviously also globally. So we've worked with uh, a hotel group. Uh, we've carried out projects in the Seychelles. We're looking at work in Cambodia also. And it all stems really from this uh, global awareness now and a global motivation to uh, grasp uh, sustainability. And are you optimistic about business and industry taking on the challenges of sustainability? It, you know, people are worried about the climate. Are you confident? Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it can be a challenge for businesses in that they can perceive it as uh, a cost, uh, or and also um, they can um, f- f- there can be difficulties for them in just starting starting the process, knowing where to start. Um, but for, from our perspective, uh, we do see uh, that there will be a big demand for it. So we're very positive about the future. Thanks, Daniel. That's Daniel Ring, Managing Director of Noel Lawler Green Energy Solutions, talking to me about that company's big win in London at the Building Performance Awards 2020. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice, www.onf.ie. You're listening to Talking Shop on KCLR, The Bottom Line, and uh, I'm joined in studio by uh, my co-host Nikki Hoyne, and our guests are Joe Brown from joebrown.com and Emma Eyre from Airbrushed Beauty and Skin Clinic, which is located in William Street in Kilkenny. Over the last number of weeks, we've been discussing, uh, I suppose, state of mind, the issue that relates to entrepreneurs and people starting businesses. We've talked about the motivation, why people... People might want to start a business. We've talked about the essential fire in the belly and people getting the belief to back themselves. And this week, we're going to talk about resilience and being able to deal with setbacks and challenges and using these things to learn forward, uh, to learn and move forward. Uh, Nikki, we've had some very interesting chats over the last number of weeks, but yeah. resilience, it's a key. It's a key. It is. Thing. It's kind of up there with failure, which I think is something really important to talk about and normalise because I think we will all agree that if you don't fail, you do not learn. Mm -hmm. And if you don't fail, you don't know what works. If you don't fail, you don't get better. Yeah. And failure is a great thing. You know, I've tried things, they haven't worked. You don't have to tell everyone about them or, you know, you just say, oh, we tried this, didn't work, move on, pivot. You know, like overcoming a failure is something that gives you confidence, gives you the fire in the belly. Oh, my God, I did that. It didn't work. I'm still standing. It's still happening. What do you guys think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm still learning stuff three and a half years into the business. Um, Every day you're learning something Mm. new, like... um, you know, Have you ever done something I that you I've were like... I've looked at something and we've run out of stock or we've run out of a sticker and we, we still are learning to this day. Can we not yeah. kind of keep it all together? Like we hand make everything. So you can imagine how hard that is to yeah. to keep everything, labels, ingredients, keep everything in stock. Um, oh, every day I learn something new. Mm. Like every day is a challenge. Even this morning was a challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every day is <laughs> yeah. a challenge. Yeah. And sure, you learn by this. You, you, I mean, at the start, and you learn you, not to sweat the, the small be, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At the start, you'd be crying saying, this is the worst thing ever. I'm going to yeah. fail. But um, What did I even do? What am I bothering yeah. for? But um, yeah, just when you work for yourself, be prepared for the most hardest days. But the best days as well, yeah. but the most hardest days. You will have a challenge every day when you work for yourself. Mm. And just deal with it. 
uh, give the best customer service because I think customer service is key and that would mm. be my and I've been no, been told that I have the best customer service um, if someone has a problem fix it if yeah. something doesn't work fix it mm. um, listen to people as well but I think definitely if you're not able for little problems every yeah. day you're not under, you know yeah. it's just part of working if for yourself if stickers are keeping you up at night yeah you, <laughs> you know, know there's all these things yeah. but that's only a minor thing yeah. I mean there's Oh, I've had. But I like, think initially, yeah. when people maybe maybe set up their business and those little things happen, because mm. I remember, like in the early days of Airbrush, when things would happen, like and it could be absolutely basic, you know, that a, a client said, "Oh, I don't know, I, I, the lashes that I, you know, two of the lashes came out or whatever," and you'd be like. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Whereas now, do you know, it's yeah, just not yeah. that that even yeah. happens. But those tiny little things that I would have sweated mm. at the beginning are nothing. Do you know? And I, I always just think back. things that I can sort yeah. very, very quickly without yeah. a second thought. It's just like a learned behavior. Yeah. Now I'll sort that out and I'll move on. And they're happy. And, and you know, happy. Yeah. yeah. I, I always think back happy. to yeah. when I was like, in my early days of my career and I was working with you know in big multinationals in the UK and like the sales director something horrendous would happen mm. and you would go <gasps> or we weren't working events and something wouldn't turn up mm. and you'd be like oh my goodness and the sales director wouldn't even flinch yep. and you know the MD they wouldn't even flinch they just and I was like wow but I think I've learned that you have to have these disasters because they all mm. kind they of build you up they build it up to then like how are you ever going to run a massive company if you can't deal with mm. there's always issues like you, you if you can't deal with like oh <coughs> you know we whatever happened you, you it's how you deal with stress live and now, learn really. yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's what thing, experience is that's I think a big thing I've learned is hiring people mm. you yeah. know if you hire don't be afraid to hire people and I find that now in loads of new companies starting don't be afraid to hire someone. If you can't do something, hire someone yeah. to do yeah. it. There is a they huge will pay for outsource themselves. it. If you yeah. are weak at it, I've outsource it. it. So I would outsource my paperwork. And there's Just nothing like having a payroll. Or stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Oh, I would outsource that. It's something yeah. I'm not good at. Mm. You outsource it. Yeah. Because before I'd be there sitting for like three or four days trying to write something. Mm. I'm not good at that. So and outsource I, it. I think that comes you know? back to what we were discussing in a, earlier, um, you know, about, I suppose, maybe that would be if you're weak at something, maybe that could be a defining factor for you that you might not mm. actually take the plunge into business. Absolutely. Do you know, like yeah. I, I naturally would have thought that I was really weak at maths. And um, I love numbers now. Mm. Do you know? I love numbers. Don't we all? But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, li- I don't like doing payroll. So my accountant does it. Absolutely. Yes. And, yes. you know, she loves, yeah. she's addicted to numbers in that respect. I just want to know yeah. how much I'm making. <laughs> and do you know? So, um, like, I, I understand margins. I didn't at the beginning. You know, mm. I hadn't a clue. Yeah. And now I'm I'm all about margins. Margin is the most That's the most important yeah. thing. If someone like asks me for advice, I'm like, know your margin, know your be all about your margin. If it doesn't make any margin, mm. then don't do but, it. But you know, it yeah. does come back to like that that could be 
the reason why you don't open, that you do oh, not take the plunge from yeah. your nine to five yeah, business because you're weak at certain elements. Weak, yeah. mm. but, I am, but it's hard. I mean, we always say, oh, we don't have the money to hire new staff. Yeah. But if we don't hire these new staff, we're not going to make the money. Yeah. Mm. You know, because it's stopping us. There's nothing like payroll to motivate you to well, push it. that bit harder because yeah. you have to pay people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And these people... They pay for themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. what about bouncing back then from the big setbacks? Because it's refreshing to hear you say, because in earlier episodes, we were talking about just the belief and go for it mm. and so on. Well, I live by a little mantra that the comeback is always better than the setback. And Ooh, yeah, good. I, I <laughs> and I, I really do believe it because we've had some really, really bad days, really bad. And it has been. It's been such a difficult mm. road because the market is so saturated. Um, and, you know, you've been talking about staff and we had a, a I won't go into any detail, but, we, you know, we had a staffing issue that really actually nearly closed me. Um, and mentally, it mm. did an awful lot of, of of damage. And I suppose I, I, I took around it 18 knocked, months to recover. Not, and it knocks you. Yeah. It knocked me yeah. on a personal level. And it what's knocked me the on key business ingredient level. for being able to put one foot in front of the other and keep the doors open for those 18 months when you're full uh, of doubt? Well, my husband would say stubbornness, I'd say. Um, I would just say that I suppose that I really believe in what I've been trying yeah. to achieve. And I'm... I, I'm really like I'm so passionate about what we do and again it came back to um, like I was going on maternity leave and we had this big drama in in in, in the workplace and I was like right what am I going to do here I'm going to have to get somebody who is way better than me in on the floor yeah. um, in terms of her skill set with, with clients and that's what I did and I got somebody in and I don't think the business grew dramatically while I was out on maternity, but I knew she was the right fit for the business. And I suppose it's just about being proactive rather than constantly being reactive. And um, I find it hard to like my biggest challenge is people as well. It's because I can be too soft and I can find I can I think as a business owner, you can be a control freak and you can be all over everything. And I find it hard to let go and like I you know I like I like doing you know this that and the other but it's funny once once you let go and it's someone better than you it's Mm. very empowering Mm. but people have to be I think it's the hardest hardest element because you're nothing without good people yeah well not you're nothing but it's good people make such a massive difference yeah um you know like I think if it's it's I always say this to my husband like if you're the smartest person in the room you gotta change rooms you know and like I suppose I I have staff on my floor now that are incredible Mm. advanced therapists and like they blow my mind the conversations that we have and uh, that wasn't right in the beginning yeah. with Airbrushed you know I knew that I had people there that were always always looking to mm. me for the answer and now you know as a team you can and that's what it's about and so maybe it's it's about the team yeah. for us it's yeah. always it's it's evolved to being 
it was me and mm. it was all about I want to book with Emma and now it's about the team so when things go wrong that's who I look to maybe you know yeah. and Joe that must be something you're in the international cosmetics business I suppose and, <laughs> yeah. and you know your ambitions are yeah. international uh, I'm sure that isn't a walk in the park resilience must be a key thing for you as well yeah. I mean how do you develop that is it a muscle um, that you kind of strengthen through use or um, what way does it work? Absolutely. I think I think differently. I think you have to think differently um, when you own your own business. Um, my thing would be every evening I would research. Research is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I would follow all the Debussy trend markets. I would get five or six emails a day from different countries around the world. I constantly watch mm. what's trending on the market. So we're very quick. If we see something and I see something, I pounce on it very quickly. So um, like everything we launch, like the solid perfumes, it's no one else has them. Yeah. That's key. I think you have to be different. Our bamboo packaging would be as well. Um, Last Christmas we launched a, a diffuser, but we launched. It was, we're the only Irish company with a diffuser. Um, I had that in on my table within a month, four weeks. Mm. Uh, this year, before Christmas, again, I seen that um, bamboo bamboo was huge, but no one was making a bamboo pillowcase. So I launched that, had it in my desk, done and all within four weeks. Um, I empty out the bank account when I see something that needs to be done. <laughs> People will think about it for six months or a year. <laughs> you have to be quick in business. And that must yeah. be, uh, that yeah. speed comes at risks and you'll have setbacks. Oh, absolutely. You'd be praying that someone has paid you to pay the wages on Friday, mm. you know. And um, the setbacks then, what's the key, the key one on the setbacks from your point of view? Um, top tip. Top tip, setbacks and how to deal with them. Oh man, God. Um, shrug it off. Yeah, I shrug it off. I, I like I had the podcast with Nikki. I, when I some days I get so overwhelmed, and I find the only way to really do anything, I have to go for a power nap. <laughs> <laughs> I know you might Tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. It's like Tomorrow's reset new, the brain. I definitely yeah. have to lie down for like 20 minutes. Someone hands in their notes. I'm just going to pop up to a treatment bed. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. I just yeah. have that power nap and then when I seriously when yeah. I wake up It's kind of like rebooting your computer really I suppose. Because I'm running the whole show literally. Mm. I'm Tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. If something runs out um, that's what I was saying allocating your staff mm. and all that yeah. like I mean God almighty, we grew so quickly, yeah. so fast. Mm. We're, we are I still think you make a really day. good point, though, on your research. Like, mm. a, a lot of people don't do their research. Mm-hmm. And oh, I research data is day. fact. Like, you can yeah. read reports mm. and they go, I think the trend is this. And, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. if that's not backed up by data, like, you know, it's like, is this idea going to work? Is this mark? Mm. You have, there is an element of risk yeah. take and trying. But if you have data that's like, the diffuser is the top new product out there and then you're looking around going no one else is doing this in Ireland yeah. and I can do a bamboo product which is so on trend yeah. and mm-hmm. so sought after bang like you know yeah, bang there's no point I suppose that's a very calculated risk people are afraid and they'll wait and they'll keep watching the market till it's too late mm-hmm. and yeah. someone else has done it Yeah, because yeah. I remember launching that showcase last year and all the companies come up to me and go why didn't I think of that? And I said, "Because you didn't." <laughs> <laughs> Did they all have one this year? Like, oh, I'm going to have one of them next year. And I said, "Well, if you do have one, please send me it." You know, yeah. you know, and you know, congratulations, whatever. But I mean, you can't. You have to take risks in business. If you're not willing to yeah. take a risk in business, there's no point. Being and you in have business. to keep on your toes because on that point, on your toes. you're a year later now, and you're at showcase last week. I'm yeah. sure there were many. I launched the, the full diffusers. range of bedding. I didn't wait. The pillowcase was such, such a success at Christmas. 
I launched the whole bedding range. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great. Well, listen, um, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to a segment of the Bottom Line programme called Talking Shop, where myself and Nikki Hoyne are joined by people who are marked out by their passion, their success, their commitment and their their enthusiasm for business. And we're joined by Joe Brown uh, of joebrown.com and Emma Eyre of Airbrushed Beauty and Skin Clinic, which is located in William Street, Kilkenny. Uh, We're coming back next week and we're going to be talking about the whole issue of knowing when to walk away. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie That indeed is all we've got time for this week on The Bottom Line. We'll be back next Saturday just after 9am. And don't forget, you can listen back to this episode or indeed any episode of The Bottom Line on our KCLR Bottom Line podcast, which is available across a range of platforms. All you've got to do is search for Bottom Line KCLR. Thanks to all my guests this week. Colin McLaughlin, Executive Vice Chairman and CEO of Dubai Duty Free. Daniel Ring, Managing Director of No Lawler Green energy solutions and to the talking shop crew my co-host Nikki Hoyne and guests Joe Brown and Emma Hogan here we'll be back next week for the last edition of the current crop of uh, talking shop and we'll be talking again to Joe and Emma if you'd like to contact the program you can email the bottom line at kclr96fm.com big thank you to John Keane on sound editing and Deirdre Drummy who produced until we speak again enjoy the weekend and have a good week KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie